At first Ismail seemed to be floating under his own power, a princely ghost taken flight in the sea-whipped wind, but as he drew nearer, Sinan saw the shoulders on which Ismail rested. The man elbowed through the parting crowd, a cigarette burning in his mouth, his large, hairy hands wrapped around the boy's stomach. Ismail's white teeth gleamed against his skin, and his black eyes shone in the afternoon light. The staff was clasped in his fist, and for a moment he seemed to be a king raised high above the people of Istanbul. Teşekkür ederim, Sinan said when the stranger handed him his son. Bir şey değil. When the ferry docked in their suburb of Guljuk three hours later, Ismail wouldn't let go of the railing. Sinan touched the top of Ismail's head and reminded him of the gifts he would receive after the ceremony. He tickled Ismail's armpits and tugged on his earlobe, which didn't earn him the usual dimpled smile, much less a loosening of the boy's white-knuckled grip. A few women, shuffling toward the exit, smiled in sympathy. The man who had carried Ismail on his shoulders slid a one-million-lira note into the pocket of the boy's white satin vest. "'What's your name?' the man said. "'Ismail.' "'Ismail what?' the man said. "'Ismail Bashiolu.' "'That's a fine name, a strong man's name,' the man winked at Sinan. "'Can't stay a boy forever,' he said. Sinan thought the man was scolding him for Ismail's age, nine, at least a year too old for the sunnet, but the man's smile betrayed nothing but generosity. When the deck was cleared of people, Sinan touched his son's hand and felt the boy's fingers stiffen. We have to go, he said. Behind Ismail, the sun collapsed in red bands along the horizon. Sinan knelt beside Ismail and put his hands on the boy's shoulders. It will hurt, but that pain will pass, and God will know you're willing to endure pain for him. A man has to endure pain, Ismail, but it will pass. Ismail looked at the ground, his long eyelashes pressed against his cheeks. Baklava soaked in honey afterward. Two, maybe? Finally, the boy smiled. They had left home that morning just as sunlight broke above the bay and took the three ferries the length of the Gulf of Ismit into Istanbul. Sinan hadn't been to Istanbul since they had first arrived in the city from Yesli, their village in the southeast, seven years ago, but it had been Ismail's special request to be paraded around the city on the day of his circumcision. Sinan hated Istanbul. Too many people, too much cement, too little sky. But Ismail was fascinated by it. Even after a full day of stomping around the city that caused Sinan's foot to ache, his son's fascination rubbed off on Sinan. People had been kinder than he had expected, a woman in a pastry shop had offered the boy a slice of chocolate cake laced with pistachio nuts, a bite of which Ismail promptly dropped on the white satin of his pasha's costume, soiling the garment that had cost Sinan a week's earnings. A taxi driver gave them a free ride up to Topkapi Palace, where, like sultans of another age, they gazed out over the shimmering waters of the Bosporus. 
They marveled at Boazici Bridge, standing like a huge metal suture between the hills of Asia and Europe. They counted the boats crisscrossing the Sea of Marmara, massive tankers that shoved the water aside, lumbering car ferries leaning into the current, driftwood-sized fishing spits, and settled on the number 46. As they passed the fish houses in Kumkape neighborhood, the musicians at one of the tourist restaurants left their table and followed Ismail down the street, blowing their reed flutes to announce his passing.